0: <laughs> live on digital media in the vast and spacious v-pod tv studios in beautiful oak brook illinois home to chicagoland's second most famous mall. sorry old orchard suck on third place it's the weekly wrap with your host broadcasting legend boos wolf and his trusty sidekick former liberty magazine editor and bright bar contributor tim Slagel. This week's very special guest, morning host on WBGX, Mays Jackson. And now, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen,
1: Bruce Wolf. And welcome. It's Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle for the <laughs> weekly wrap. Oh. oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got to get another wall, said yeah. Bullwinkle. Or better knuckles. Something like that. So uh, Tim, uh, enough with the uh, Tim foolery. We have got—I've got something to get off my chest right here. Certainly not any hair, but uh, the—you know—the Tribune uh, bit the dust basically over yeah. the weekend or last week. Forty reporters got bought out by the evil Alden Capital because, God forbid, somebody should try to make money off a newspaper it's supposed to be a public trust. Uh, maybe the government should run the newspaper. Well, you know, they realized they
2: just didn't need the guys to hand uh, the, 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 the press releases from the DNC to the printer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for the most part. I mean, there's a few writers. I mean, John Cass, I like John Cass. I even like Eric Zorn. He wrote a profile about me 39 years ago. Uh, I disagree with a lot of things that he said, Said, but he's a, he's a talented writer. There's no question the quality of the paper will go down, but it's not like there won't be any outlets for journalism. Uh, I mean, this is, uh, journalism, so to speak, in a, in a rough sense. But anyway, uh, just to show you how bad the paper has uh, gone downhill, there was a front-page headline on the tri- in the Tribune uh, just last week. That we, you know they were going to rename Lakeshore Drive. They ultimately sure. did. To yeah. t- don't test me now. Jean-Pierre Point du Sable Baptiste. I got it. <laughs> LGBTQT <laughs> Drive. Yeah, just um, drive till you hit the lake and there you then go. turn left. So anyway, so here's the headline. <laughs> And it says, no vote on renaming Lake Shore Drive for DuSaba. This is before the, the vote. And it's the front page of the Tribune. Now, yeah, I'm an old newspaper guy. You don't split up Lake and Shore Drive like that on two lines of a headline. It's got to be on the same line. That's a cardinal sin. I mean, the Tribune was dead before they got rid of all these people. Apparently,
2: the the, the uh, Microsoft Word algorithm is not aware of that rule.
1: I, I mean, especially now that when in my day, when you had to write a 48-point Bodoni Bold headline and there were only so many character counts that you could have for you know three columns or four columns at, such as uh, this is, I mean, you had to make the headline fit. Now you can make the size, the type size any size you want, and they still can't get it right. And if that doesn't show you how Western civilization is falling apart, I don't know what is, pal. What would happen so,
2: before? Would the guy in the print room say,
1: uh, uh, you, I can't set this? Is we that what, once which had an call? election night. I worked for the Lerner Newspapers, which was the world's largest community newspaper chain. We were uh, a weekly paper. Uh, and so when we'd have an election and we'd have to have something done, like, for the next day. It was panic time. <laughs> you know, how, do, how do we do this? So one time, there it was an election night, and uh, I, there was a guy, a politician in Chicago named Brady. And, and somebody, we had the headline, Brady beats so-and-so. It was three lines, one column. But so the copy editor, who didn't have a lot of experience on a daily thing like this and didn't have all week to take care of it, the story was too long, so you had to cut something. She cut the third line of the headline, not the story. So it said, Brady Beats. Now, <laughs> I'm telling you. And that was uh, how masturbatory uh, it was back in the day at the learner newspapers. But anyway, I can't believe that they had this um, Lakeshore Drive uh, split like this. I mean, they may as well be. Defunct, uh, but this is just a way for me to get back. You, you know, I did sing this on a prior podcast, which I it hasn't been aired yet. So, uh, mm. but I did. It's only it's a it's a ditty uh, that's uh, oh. like twenty seconds. I remember that song. Do you remember? Do you know if I heard you want to sing it? You want to no, sing it? No, uh, you want to be uh, my aliota to my uh, <laughs> James or whatever they are, whatever the names were. There's a road I'd like to tell you about. Lives in my hometown. Jean Baptiste Pointe de Sable, it's called. That's a mouthful of slobbles to sound. Switch on your turning signal when you're changing lanes. Turn on your virtue signal. Bust just by changing names. Running south on Jean Baptiste Pointe de Sable. Heading into town. Just slipping on by on JBPDLSD. Friday night and Saturday, murder bound. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's my little uh, Aliota and Haynes uh, trip. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Did they ever have another song I could parody? I don't know. I think they were a one-hit wonder. Yeah. It was now a- they're going to have to, re- you know, change the name to uh, Jean Baptiste Point de Sablé. I mean, the, the guy uh, did discover Chicago, although, you know, I mean. I, he I, discovered
2: Chicago. I mean, that is, isn't that politically incorrect? It, it, sure. It was the, How many years How many years were the Native Americans saying... Right, that's right. Calling it Stinky River but or whatever I, they... I
1: will, I will never forget... See, I was... My wife and I were married in Evanston in a synagogue, and we drove down uh, Jean-Baptiste Point de Sable Drive to the Drake Hotel for our oh, wedding reception. Fancy. Uh, yeah, 325 of my mother-in-law's closest friends. And the... Uh, But I'm thinking you shouldn't even call it Drake anymore. There's got to be something wrong about that. Drake probably owned slaves. I would call it the Lightfoot Inn. Uh, I don't even know if I call it Chicago anymore. I call it Pottersville because that's what it's turning into. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, there we go. There we
2: go. Are you one of those people that always thought Potterville looked a lot more fun than Bedford Falls?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> hey, you rummies, stay in here. We're having a good time. <laughs> yeah, right. Stay here until 11. That's hey. when the dental hey. chicks yeah, get here. Yeah, right. You know, I'm tired of you, know, that librarian that I'm married to. Uh, she's so prim and proper. Are you are, 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 are you kidding me? Uh, you know, She can't even keep the knob up on the, on the staircase the right way and uh, oh, they, these crazy kids yeah everybody does jimmy stewart it's right? a good
2: thing you know you were never born george <laughs> oh
1: well you do clarence oh, that's <laughs> wonderful i do donna reed talking to carl betts and uh, i didn't realize what a hot chick donna reed was because i grew up Watching uh, the Donna Reed show, yeah. and then she was on Dallas, and she actually took over the Miss Ellie spot like uh, six months before she croaked. So she was older, but she was a absolute baby. It's the ro- most romantic scene in the movies that I've seen, even though I haven't seen all that many movies. is Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed with the phone, and the phone, both yeah. of them getting Sam Wayne getting aroused, yeah, unbelievable. Yeehaw. I'm feeling something that I've never. Buffalo gals, won't you come out tonight? No, but something else coming out tonight. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah,
2: yeah! I think your dad probably knew that Donna Reed was hot. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. I think the difference is is, is that she was an old lady when you were when you were right. coming into your. I mean, she was actually your, only
1: middle aged, really, when she was on the Donna Reed show. Right, but, but once you pass,
2: once your age went
1: past right. her age, and she started right. looking like a like a young chick. I think, yeah, uh, no, I got it. That's what it was. So I have another little hunk I'm mad about. You know, I, I'm envious of anybody who makes more money than me in media. Or so there's this guy, Danny Parkins, who is on um, The Score, 670 The Score, which originally was going to be built around me. I was going to be one of the principal people, but I, t- I turned it down. Uh, For this. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, I, I don't know. I wanted to work with Stephen Gary forever. I don't know. So anyway, uh, that was a great career too. So Danny Parkins, uh, I, I, I tune in to the score the other day because I hadn't studied the Cubs in recent. You know, I want to know what's going on. I think they're like in first place or something. I tune it in. They're not talking about the Cubs. They're doing a radiothon for a f- to uh, help eliminate a food desert. Uh, On the west side of Chicago, or something like that, and and they're and they're getting pledges, and this is all like you know this white liberal guilt thing that he's doing, and they raised like seven hundred thousand dollars. I mean, I couldn't put two nickels together, so that's that's pretty good that he did that. But uh, you don't, you know, you
2: don't have to raise money for that. Just all you have to do is give a Chinese family a green card
1: exactly there, no, there you go I here's the th- I, I, but the funny thing was is I was reading this story about food deserts these so-called food deserts yeah. there's you know there actually is a nutrition gap between the poor and the rich but it is not eliminated even when you eliminate the food deserts uh, people because poor people don't want to buy healthy food I mean they'll travel seven miles to get their salt and their sugar and they don't want to waste their time eating uh, you know the, the healthy whole foods kind of stuff Half-ball. Right, they they don't want to do that. So you know. Also, the name of the group that he, you know, I'm the only kind of idiot that would read the name of the group that he's involved with, and it's this group called Austin Harvest, which sounds like a point guard for the Atlanta Hawks for me. But uh, but anyway, sounds to me
2: more like an exotic dancer. uh,
1: There there you go. (laughs) Oh, that that was Autumn Harvest. I'm I'm sorry, Autumn Harvest. I remember her, the the Admiral, (laughs) right? Uh, Yeah, I I just saw the billboards. I was never actually there. So. So their mission statement basically blames the police for everything that's happened over the last few decades or millennia. And I was just wondering, okay, fine, blame the police. But they never blame the teachers. Uh, the, you know, the teachers are represented by a union too. You got bad teachers. You got the teachers who were, were they essential workers or the inessential workers? I know they weren't open for business for black students for a long time now. <laughs> but you never hear any blame for the teachers, well, no, and because, because the teachers are an, a whole the Democratic Party is a wholly owned op, uh, and operated yeah. subsidiary of the of the teachers unions. So. I love the selective ire, and you know I hate some punk little kid. Uh, well, I think that's what this whole you know, holding a the
2: telethon or radiothon. I think that's what the whole defund the police thing is. It's just, uh, it's just like, well, oh, the teachers' union pays up. We get a, you know, we get a, we get a little, we get a little taste from the teachers' union. How can we don't get anything from the police union? <laughs> okay,
3: that's what so it that's is. That's the reason. Yeah. So that's start...
1: absolutely the reason. No, I, no, the, the, they're they're awfully selective. And, and, and then I also noticed that. He was giving away some box seats that David Hochberg, the mortgage guy who's on the radio all the time, and I, I, I was giving away. And I was thinking, well, David, I remember you being a sponsor for me on a right-wing station, too. I think David just likes to be around media people. And it, 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 he's ecumenical. It doesn't matter. Well, speaking of being an ecumenical, we... Are going to invite to our show in the next two segments, two segments worth. The one and only Mays Jackson. Who? Well, I'll tell you, he's a uh, he is a black uh, radio broadcaster. Uh, he actually got thrown off the radio. No man. Uh, w V O N, and uh, now has his own thing going. And I believe he actually believes in segregation. Uh, oh, so, that'll be interesting. So he's kind of like a Malcolm X, Ibram X Kendi kind of guy. Uh, a lot of X's in there. But he's, he's a good guy, and it, it'll be fun to talk to, uh, to Mays Jackson uh, coming up. Uh, should I? I don't. I'm, uh, I'm not going to do save this. Save it. Right. Yeah, save it. Save I, it for only the intro. So many knuckles left. <laughs> and welcome back to the weekly wrap. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle. I got to get some brass knuckles. I'm telling you, this is this is hurting. This is this is almost real. Hey, we're joined right now by Mays Jackson. Hi, Mays. How you doing?
3: What's going on? How you feeling today?
1: Now, you, do you remember the one and only time you met me, Mays? I bet you you don't.
3: I certainly do. We were in a studio. I can't remember in a behind a um, warehouse, and then I came in. Yeah, right. I remember it. it right. was well. a six floor depository Actually, building. What was yeah, what in what Texas. Was yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for it to become my big moment. My, I thought I was going to be a big star. Me too. I never
1: hear from you again. Me too. Uh, no, we cut you loose Maze after that. You, you, actually the, what I remembered was we had lunch. They, they actually fed us and, and when we were done while we were eating you actually and I, I don't want to talk out of school here so I'm not going to hold you to it but you said you felt, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you felt that what the blacks needed was resegregation. Am I right about that?
3: Yes, actually. Okay, I did right not uh,
1: misrepresent what you said. Okay, so no, you uh, did not. All right, because you believe what's in it for the black people, which is the name of your uh, outfit, W I I F T B P, right? One
3: hundred percent correct. Okay, yes, I can what's read in it for the black people.
1: Yeah. So, 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 so <laughs> tell grand. me. So tell me why? I mean, you know, I grew up thinking. Oh, you know, I was born, like, in the Civil Rights era. Um, It was, like, 10 when the 64 Civil Rights Act passes. I thought we were all going to get together, intermarry, uh, maybe elect a black guy the president of the United States. None of that ever happened. So you tell me why you want to resegregate, okay?
3: How's it worked out for us, though? I guess (sighs) my question would be how's it worked out when you look at that. When's the last time you had a black guy over for dinner? In your house.
1: Tomorrow, you. With your family. Of course, we don't have anybody over for dinner anymore. We're <laughs> hermits that just watch uh, Matt uh, LeBlanc in episodes on Netflix. <laughs> hey, that is a
3: that is a great series, and I watched it during the original run. So it was epic. I feel like it was one of the most slept-on shows ever, and I love it every uh, oh, minute. So,
1: that, so we have common ground. Common ground, as the Reverend Jackson would have said. And here's the thing. So we both like a series that... And uh, don't, don't don't spoil it for me, because we're only in season two. So far, there's no black people
3: in it. And if I'm correct, there probably will not be any black <laughs> what people I in it. I told you not to give uh, away. Was, that, was filmed, that was filmed before the murder of George Floyd. So before white guilt truly kicked in, oh, really? uh, yeah, it, it, sure. it was a space where uh, people felt comfortable not having any black guys or... Maybe just having that one token
1: guy. Now, here's the thing, Mays. I have to tell you, and I, I hope because we should have saved this for the end of the two segments because I don't want to lose you uh, You know, two minutes into the segment. I'm Derek Chauvin just got 22 and a half years. Compare that to Jason Van Dyke, who got six years for pumping 16 straight bullets into Laquan McDonald. Uh, I'm not sure the balance, the scales of justice are, are right on that one. I'm not even sure that this won't, that case won't even be reversed. Uh, Which case,
3: the, won't be reversed? the George Floyd Chauvin, the yeah, the Chauvin case. I, I, let me just say this: the, the 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 Derek Chauvin murder of George Floyd will not be reversed because I think we saw what happened the first go round, and I think. Uh, America is not ready. They, I think, white people are willing to sacrifice uh, Derek Chauvin uh, just to ensure that we do not destroy. Uh, exactly, the whole the thing is a
1: scapegoat. Again. It's a scapegoat thing. We got to sacrifice somebody. Well, let's give up to Chauvin, some white trash
3: from Minnesota. What was he doing anyway? Well, I, 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 I mean, I, when you think about it, uh, dear. Uh, when you think about that, Jason Van Dyke will be home next week. And quite frankly, uh, what do you mean he'll be home next same, week? I didn't hear about this. I mean, next month. I mean, excuse me next year he'll Are, be back he'll be back uh, then Dyke will be out of jail that fast okay uh he'll be back uh right. next year in 2022 uh when you talk about what happened with uh D- with Derek chauvin he only even with the 22 and a half year sentence he'll only have to do 15 oh and he'll goodness. be home and still, he'll still be home enough to have part of his life. Fifteen um, years in jail is hard time. T- I mean,
1: Blagojevich got
3: only, what, eight, I think, right? No, uh, Blagojevich got 14. No, but, I mean, he served. And he got out in eight. Served eight. And he know. got out in eight. Yeah, I mean, 15 right. well, years. I, it, I'll be honest with you. My sincerest hope is that... Um, I'll, I'll be honest, and I said this you I know, to you want Derek show.
1: Chauvin to die in prison, right? I said that Derek
3: Chauvin... Well, no, I didn't say it would die. I said I understood why lynchings, lynchings happen. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> all
1: right. all right. Well, we'll see if uh, jury number 52, uh, having lied on his form, uh, causes a reversal of, of the case. But that's that, that, that's the, it, that's that case. He did lie, I and mean, he was wearing a George Floyd T-shirt at a rally, and he said he had nothing to do with it. It was impartial. And that's why the judge didn't allow a change of venue.
3: Well, I'll be, I'll be looking forward to uh, seeing pictures of Derek Chauvin in tube socks uh, and, and Kool Aid on his lips in jail. I wish him the complete eyes experience.
1: Oh, there you go. Okay, uh, you're very charitable. Uh, so let me, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, so you were right. Uh, so the main point was. You wanted to resegregate. I mean, as if we don't have de facto segregation, Chicago's the fourth most segregated city in the country already. Uh, and you know, uh, one reason for that is you ever heard of this acronym? Uh, you know, you've got the woof to BUH, what's in it for the black people? Okay. we this out. Easy for very you to hard say. To get that pronunciation. Easy, easy for you to say. But uh, have you ever heard of NIMBY? N I M B Y? Yes. What, what does it stand for? For 20 points. What is it? You tell me. But I have not a... in my backyard, and it's white liberals who you know they, they virtue signal all over the place, and uh, in, including uh, with the uh, the latest acronym, which is Jean Pierre Pont Jean Point de Sablo Lakeshore Drive Boulevard. Say that. Get
3: it right, man. It's John Baptiste Point Du Sable Lakeshore
1: Drive. That's right. Get it right. Well, we'll well, we'll start calling it the drive, us traffic reporters, okay, (laughs) because we can't memorize that. You're going to be
3: intentional about calling it uh, John Baptiste Point Du Sable Lakeshore Drive, and I'm going to say it. All the time, all the while, just to drive white people bad.
1: I know you'll drive us right into Lake Michigan, uh, off the drive. Hey, how
3: about a how about a compromise they're gonna change the name of that too. How about a, how,
1: exactly? Uh, how about a compromise we just have since you wanna resegregate the city, how about we just have everything south of uh, you know, the center of the city called Jean the yeah, Baptist Point, DuSable Drive, and, and north of the Drake, let's say uh, we call it uh, Lakeshore Drive. That's that's the perfect solution, because that's the
3: resegregation solution you want, right? That, that's not actually the resegregation solution I want. Or what do you want? Uh, and I'll be honest with you, this fight over DuSable uh, Drive is probably uh, more symbolic then it has meaningful change. I think the thing that makes me enjoy it the most is how they were the white people up north were willing to spend forty million dollars, give up give up the Millennium Park, give up the Chicago River just to prevent a black man's name from being on the streets. And I just I I, I, I don't, really want to pre- have cared don't want to prevent that much about it. They don't want to prevent
1: the They have they just an, don't want it
3: on their street.
1: They have an attachment to the name Lakeshore
3: Drive. That means something to people. It's called Lake Shore Drive. Now, you say it's attachment part of to a- our families before you ripped us from the shores of Africa and brought us here. We had an attachment to our family. Get over it. Well, wait a minute. There were a lot of people, your people who actually
1: sold you into slavery here. And you're not going to get over it that it's been since 1863 that Abraham Lincoln, God rest his soul, we should tear down the Lincoln Memorial. I understand that. Uh Uh, emancipated the the slaves. I mean, you're telling me
3: to get over it. Why don't I tell you to get over it? You do every day. We (laughs) we get told to get over it every single day. Every time we walk through the streets, every time I see a Robert E. Lee memorial, we are told to get over it every day. So, you know, I I cry no tears.
1: I did want to get to this. Why did you leave WVON, which stands for, I know that stands for Voice of the Negro. Right? Uh, and and
3: Melody you, you, you. get one more of those. It's actually Voice of the Nation. I'll let you know. do Wait, wait, wait. again. wait. Didn't it Voice sound Voice of the Nation. Wait, wait.
1: It Did started it? out that way. Oh, they now, changed if it. If you're trying
3: to use it as a pass,
1: they changed then, it. In other words, that's why
3: we're on video. Check. Right,
1: right. No, that, we should edit that out. I, I'm not allowed to say that word, even though that's it what is, I thought it, it, it stood it, for. that. Yeah.
3: They changed it. It did. At okay. one point, it okay. did. And Negro is a word. Okay. Just don't get comfortable saying it. That's all. No. <laughs> I've got chills up my spine. You're going <laughs> to run cover for
1: me, aren't you? <laughs> aren't you? Give me some protection here. So, But you left that station because you were criticizing Lori uh, Lightweight. And uh, how can you do a political talk show if you can't criticize the mayor of the city of Chicago? Uh,
3: I mean, I think that's what a lot of people make their career on. Uh, but I think that in this case, it was. Um, we watched as the South side of Chicago burned down, um, was torn down as stores were being, uh, liberated from their merchandise. Uh, we had a mayor that was on the television telling us that none of it was happening. Even as she engaged and as these emails continue to prove a year later that she had engaged with, uh, Latino street gangs to patrol the neighborhoods because she had not, she didn't have a real plan. Um, We talked about it. We talked about it. Uh, We had callers calling in telling us and at our station, we or at the station that I was at at the time. uh, I got a call from management said that I was not allowed to criticize this mayor. I was no longer allowed to speak her name. And I was no longer able to accept callers. If a caller called in to tell us about their upsetness, they hung up the phone. What, what were you supposed to do? Play up. Ray Charles records? I mean, what, I, I was <laughs> what well. Were you actually, if you, it's funny because we're coming up on our one-year anniversary, and what they did was they took away my, they took away my freedom to talk about the subjects. And if you will look, the day that I walked away was the day that they gave me my subject matter was colored band aids. Uh, okay. Band-Aids that match the skin tone. Okay. And it was at that moment, that they literally did want me to be Ray Childs. Well, we and I take my position seriously.
1: Oh, all right. Well, uh, we do want you to be able to talk about Mayor Lightfoot, and we're going to give you 12 full minutes to do it uh, when we come back after these words from our non-sponsors. Bruce Wolfen tim slagle on the weekly rap i'm gonna use my <laughs> ring knuckle next time because I'm, I'm just destroying you're gonna get finger. calluses eventually yeah right I, I hope so we are rejoined by Maze jackson of what's in it this is like an eye test for me what's in it for the black people w-i-i-f-t-b-p which is uh, pronounced with the with b- the buck. with the buck, yeah
3: it's easy for you to spit out. Now, if you really are good, you can pronounce it with the book and oh, put the P on the, the end, but we, we make the, C, the P pot silent unless yeah, you can right, knock Yeah, right, right. It's
1: bad for broadcasting, but uh, you do it your way. All right. Um, did we dispense with Lori Lightfoot? Because I wanted to let you get it out on, uh, against Lori Lightfoot, because W-V-O-N, the voice of nattering nabobs of negativism, wouldn't allow uh, it, it to be done. So... You tell me. Just get your... Here's where I'm
3: at. The mayor, um, I think we all looked for a mayor who would be a change agent that would kind of shake up the Chicago way. I can't say we all because I kind of like the Chicago way. However, uh, we thought that we were getting a reformer, and what we found out is that we were getting someone that was completely inept and over their head. Uh, And what we found is that the mayor has proven herself to be, uh, as my Native American friends say, she is one who speaks with forked tongue. Uh, We have seen many of the things that she has said to us up front uh, being revealed to be untrue all the way. And as as these emails continue to unravel, I think the facade of who we have as our mayor will come down. I think that she is doing her best job at, to do a Jane Byrne impression. As a matter <laughs> of fact, she may be doing Jane Byrne better than Jane Byrne did herself. Well, she
1: wouldn't live in Cabrini Green. I, I don't think she'd go there and live like Jane Bird did. That was a great there, stunt. There,
3: there, there is, a, is there a Cabrini-Green? No more, no more Cabrini-Green. I, I don't even know if Lori Lightfoot was here long enough to remember when Cabrini no. was here, unless she watched it on Good Times,
1: maybe. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, what's the matter with Lori Lightfoot? Uh, on the second anniversary of her uh, time in office, she granted interviews uh, only to black reporters. Uh, wasn't that a, a master stroke on her part? It was a master stroke. Um, <laughs> Maze!
3: This, oh, yeah, this oh, wait. Are this, we cable or are we You know what? We, we, aren't co- we
1: aren't covered by uh, the Federal Communications Act of 1934, I don't think. If we are, well, whatever. Well, I'll tell you. We're, we're insolvent. <laughs> they can't get any money out of us. Go ahead. Yeah,
3: I, I, I think when we look at this, Mayor... I see you're right-handed,
1: um, though. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I think
3: when we look at this, Mayor, though, um, I, I just truly feel as though chicagoans have been hoodwinked and bamboozled um and i i really can't wait until the next election i I feel as though we did i lose i think i lost the question though in the mix that's all right you know that because i was
1: moving on to another thing uh the, proct- okay, the proctor cool. told us to go to the next question, and that is the relations between Asians and Black people. Now I know that uh, I think you have uh, you're an expert on this. I, I note that uh, Bill De Blasio, who's leaving New York, wanted to ensure that we had equality of outcomes, so that th- their special uh, high schools in New York, which uh, ha- were weighted heavily towards Asian participation, even though like Asians represent uh, only a handful of the, the population of New York, but their their percentages in these uh, uh, these academically advanced high schools uh, are, are way over their numbers. They, they punch over their weight. Uh, he wanted to level the playing field by making sure that, well, ba- basically by uh, ending uh, you know, the academic requirements. I, what, what's your view of the relations between Asians and blacks? And did I make any sense in uh, rep- uh, mentioning the Bill de Blasio uh, illustration?
3: I'm not exactly sure about okay. the Bill de Blasio, but I will talk about uh, the relationship with Asians and blacks. Um, I think that I I say that before we stop Asian hate, I have to be able to use the bathroom at my local Dunkin' Donuts after seven o'clock. Um, and, and you may ask me, why do I say that? But we have all of that, whether it is the eight, the South Asian community that is operates the Dunkin' Donuts is, and now the, um, wing stops in our neighborhoods, whether it is the Asian, uh, chinese asians who own the hair and beauty supply stores in our neighborhood or even whether it's the korean american koreans who own the nail salons in our neighborhoods they are not they have not been allies to us in our communities quite frankly they treat us as opposition opposition in our neighborhoods and so you gotta imagine that while i'm watching all of this stop asian hate and watching the world rush to the forefront uh, to protect Asians, I think that 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 bill passed ninety four to one through uh, the Senate. We still see that Asians in our community disdain us, even as they take money from our communities. So in other and words, so, is there, I would
1: say oh, I, I hate it. I love to interrupt. What am I? I'm lying. Uh, <laughs> uh, so is it is it safe to call it the Chinese virus in your neighborhood, uh, or uh, or, uh, I, or do we not? So call it, let me say
3: this yeah. right. I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but I started calling it the. I was calling it the China virus from the before there was there Trump, and I think I called it the Wuhan. I thought it was pretty cool when the when the former president called it the Wuhan flu. Now I'm not politically correct, but I do think so that there's a uh, little wrinkle of we you. we know they're not friends in our community.
1: You like you like Trump for his uh, for uh, his xenophobia, don't you?
3: No, what I what I I'll. I'll probably you won't get a lot of Black folks to say this, but what we know is that Trump, to me, was the open face of, of racism. But I think what we've seen with, with the Democrats is that they treat us very similar to Trump. They just don't talk about it. And quite frankly, Trump, quite frankly, put black, I think he may have tried to use Black people as a wedge issue, but I think right now, It is very apparent that the Democrats just used the black folks again. And so while I'm not a fan of President Trump, what I I was a fan of him showing the hypocrisy of the Democratic Party, right? When he, he's not a like virtue
1: signaler like uh, a lot of the liberal Democrats are. As far as the Asians not letting you in the bathrooms after seven o'clock, I mean, is there any rational basis for that? Are they afraid they're going to get robbed at that? No, point? no. What or it
3: is is what it is 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 that they have a certain clientele that they like in the morning, and then at the twenty-four hour Dunkin' Donuts as after seven o'clock when the second crowd comes in, then everything doesn't work and we have to order through the through the through the window. You can't a- actually come into the Dunkin' Donuts. Wait a minute, they're not allowing black in-
1: people into the Dunkin' Donuts because they want the Asians in, a in a
3: there at that time? In a black neighborhood, yes.
1: They don't want blacks in a Dunkin' Donuts after seven inside of it. They don't want it.
3: Yes. And how do they? What do they, they have? A bouncer? I mean, what do they do? They lock the doors. Okay. And they have a spinner, and it's a bulletproof spinner that you go to to order your food. And when you say, "I hey, look, I want to go to the bathroom," they say it's broken. But, but do you they, they allow? The do morning. they allow
1: Asians in there? There are no Asians. Yeah. Yeah, they live. Well, there they are oh, they, they, in the morning. In the morning. In, in the No, right? wait. So it, in the I, mornings. I, I, I'm trying to understand this phenomenon, and I'm pardon my ignorance of it because you know I live way out in the suburbs and I try to ignore all this stuff. Uh, don't bother me. But but here's the thing. white flight in full effect. <laughs> oh, we fled in 1958. I, I was born on Roosevelt
3: and Harding, buddy. Uh, we fled in oh. 1958. Yeah, Roosevelt and Harding. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You you weren't you are not fleeing the black people at that point. You might have been fleeing. The Jewish people at that point. We're, I'm that a Jew. Be. I didn't flee myself. I mean, we're not uh, <laughs> Ashkenazi. Uh,
1: what, what else? Okay. So Mazel Tov. Thank you. So here's the thing. I'm just trying to understand this. Do they, they don't do they allow anybody in after seven o'clock? At, at the Dunkin' Donuts? If you
3: know them, if you talk to them. So you got to know them.
1: Honest. All right, got to know them. you is there ra- know them. Is there a rational basis but, for not allowing black people in after 7 o'clock they feel like they're going to get robbed? Is that rational or irrational, or is that even the reason?
3: I think it's irrational, and if you... Why open up a store in our neighborhood if you're not going to treat our custom, treat us as patrons? And so I, I feel like what I have seen when I go to the beauty shop, when I go to the salons, when you go to any of those places... The people that are most disrespectful to black people, quite frankly, are Asians because they have their businesses. Let me see Asians your nails. Arab- I want to see your they nails.
1: Have- Amazing! Oh, those, those are lovely. they're doing a great job for you. So, uh, so I go to black only shops. Oh, there you go. Now you know. Here's the thing. You know that black bankers discriminate against blacks for mortgages more than white bankers do. You do know that, right? I don't know that. Oh, that is actually that's at? absolutely Where's true. That- I, Where are there black ju- bankers?
3: Where are there black bankers? I don't
1: there's, even know if there is a black. Bank. There's one at uh, There's one at Roosevelt Where? Harding right now, I believe. Yeah. That's
3: not a black bank.
1: Okay. All right. There are black bankers. There are, and it is well, done. Wait. It is done. White guilt yeah. won't. White guilt won't allow the whites to discriminate against blacks the way blacks discriminate against blacks. You know that. You know that a white police no, 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 officer is no, afraid white of. No people don't... just
3: avoid black people. Of course and they, they do. They to live in the super suburbs.
1: Well, they avoid they avoid the inner city. They don't. Uh, you know they they would love That's to have Sydney Poitier That's come cold. to dinner. Yes,
3: That's cold. Is, what do you mean? It's not cold. When you say inner city, don't you really mean the black people? Not all the black people. No, I'm talking about Lawndale, uh,
1: Austin. You know, There are specific areas that you, you, you would try to avoid, wouldn't
3: you? Not not. Well, it, those same areas that you try to avoid seem to be the same places that we have all of these influxes of white kids coming from the suburbs. What is that about? What, what, Why the, what do they it, always stay on 290? Because uh, they seem to be customers.
1: White kids are coming. What are they coming <laughs> to Lawndale? White plant? kids
3: come to... So they can get their heroin and, oh, right. and take okay. it back
1: to the suburbs. Right. Well, now you told me. Hey, Maze, we got to talk again. And anyway, it's it's with the boom. Bu- right. Is that what it is? With the but let's not. And the C is the, the P is pot, silent unless you can really. Let's not make it me. five years this time. Let's make it the three and a half maximum. Thanks, Maze Jackson, for joining us. Peace. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the weekly rep. Did you hear how quiet that knock was? You wouldn't even get a who's there on a knock-knock joke for that. Aren't you glad I didn't hurt my knuckles again? Ah, uh, boy, that Maze Jackson was really something. Uh, I, I have some rejoinders for him right now, but that would be on the order of the jerk store called, and they ran out of you kind of <laughs> humor because he's not here
2: to respond. Well, I can't believe you can call them colored band aids. It seems to me yeah. it should be band aids of color.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That that's the kind of thing that could get you exiled. Uh, <laughs> you could be canceled because of that. Hey, so Governor Pritzker had this idea of giving out, and they're gonna they're doing this prizes. If you if you get a vaccine, mm-hmm. the, it's like the lottery. It, it, you're, you're, you don't even have to sign up for it's it. More like publisher, publishers' clearinghouse. Yeah, no, but you get a, for taking the vaccine. And here, here's the problem: what was the strongest indicator for uh, COVID? It was obesity. Nobody wants to say that, but it was fat people who were getting COVID more sure. than anybody else. And Governor Pritzker is is, is our emblem. Of obesity. (laughs) Uh, and um, (laughs) Through no fault of his own, I'm sure. Uh, No, just eating at too many Hyatt hotels. (laughs) But um, so I thought, though, if you did a Venn diagram of the 50% of Illinois residents over the age of 12 who haven't been vaccinated with the percentage of people who actually play the lottery— I'll bet there's an overlap as big as the one that hangs over the uh, governor's belt. See, I had to do the fat <laughs> joke right there. Now, uh, so anyway, uh, and I read that if you're watching on TV because it was a tweet of mine. I'm not that that clever off the cuff. I mean, but but, it kind of makes sense. If you,
2: you, you, yeah. if you think you're actually going to win the lottery, you, you, you also have the same optimism that you're not going to get the COVID. It's the, same, it's the same kind of kind of now, can li- I, can I ask fighting you this? with chance.
1: Did you get vaccinated? Yeah. Okay. And Chris, did you get vaccinated? Chris did not get vaccinated. Okay, but you're young. You're like 12. <laughs> and, and don't hide there. Don't hide there behind me. Okay. I mean, how many vaccinated? Are we 75% vaccinated in this 3 by 5 cell that uh, Bl- Blagojevich inhabited before, uh, <laughs> before we did? Yeah, so I, I, I'm actually surprised that it's that high, that uh, people over 12 not getting vaccinated.
2: Well, I don't yeah. see—I don't see any reason why anyone twelve to like thirty should get vaccinated. Okay, I think they should just act like kids, you know, <laughs> which they do anyway. Yeah, I know, but that's you—you right. know, know—it's it, it, like, oh, these kids—they're going—they're all going on spring break. Well, yeah, you—you you, know—you canceled school, you closed their job, and gave them six hundred right. bucks. What do you think <laughs> they're
1: gonna do? And they're certainly not coming back to work. I, yeah, I, yeah. That, yeah that, that's yeah. A, that's that's part of the workforce uh, participation rate. Why it, why it's so low, and uh, and unemployment hasn't gone down the way it should, because we're paying people to stay <laughs> off. And then Biden wants even five trillion more. Well, it's the old Soviet yeah. joke: as
2: we pretend to work, they
1: pretend to pay
2: us. <laughs> <laughs> just 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 run off another load of twenties. So it's we got plenty coming. There's no.
1: Speaking of that, I. Uh, you know, everybody's fearing that there's inflation. Uh, it, there has been inflation over the last few months. No. but 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 there is this belief among conservatives that, okay, inflation is going to eat up the Biden presidency. However, there is this uh, economist who is, uh has a, a podcast in uh, National Review, and he writes a lot, and he's pretty wealthy from being a hedge fund manager as well. His name is David Bonson. And he says, don't fall for that. Don't fall for Inflation is probably a blip, and it, it will go away. What he's really concerned about is deflation. And what he's really concerned about, why, why does, you know what image comes up in my head? You know, somebody with, with Tuesday night boobs. Uh, I, I mean I you, know, I, I you know i i I shouldn't host a show. I can't talk seriously here. listen to national review podcasts don't listen to me so anyway when no. I, when, when I
2: hear somebody say that there's no such that inflation it's, it's okay it what it sounds to me like uh that's okay, ladies and gentlemen, and we just hit a little iceberg okay Nothing no, but, to worry but here's about. the thing
1: it, it well he says that's not the thing. the thing is is that. Basically, the government has sucked up all the money, and we've got all this debt, and you know, we're going to have to pay it at some time. But we do have to pay the interest on the debt, and because of that, the, there aren't companies that are willing to invest, and that's what really makes uh, uh, the the country thrive, and that's what causes growth. And if you're happy with two percent growth from now till kingdom come, then good for you. But it isn't really that good, and there's all this opportunity lost, but people don't realize that. They they just – and Donald Trump was just as bad as anybody else about that. Yeah, he absolutely. didn't care about it. Uh, but – so that's what he – anyway, he said this, and then I, I read in National Review, which basically I plagiarized from. I mean, uh, half of my stuff is from that, especially the joke about the Tuesday-nighters. But um, he uh, – but, but uh, there was an article in National Review about how inflation is going to eat us up. And I said, "Well, that's not what and I tweeted." Well, that's not what David Bonson of your magazine has said, and uh, and he responded to that on Twitter, and so I actually got an individual response. He says history shows, you know, that he's correct. Yeah. But that that to me was cool because there's a, there's this little window, there's this little niche where you can actually get certain people who are pretty smart but not as popular as other people to get you to respond on Twitter because they're not that big a deal, and he so he's not that popular, right. but he's really informing, because he's been on, like, John uh, Pothoritz's commentary podcast, he's been in the National Review podcast, so he's somebody, like, behind the scenes, he just hasn't come to the fore himself, and it's almost like I did. I'm like Ed Sullivan, I, I've discovered him. <laughs> now, before we bring out Toadie Fields, and the Marquis Chimps, and the entire Arab-Israeli war, uh, here is David Bonson to talk about the economy. So that was a thrill for me. Wow. Do do tweet... No, I don't. And what do I you never... do on social media? Uh, uh, Chris yeah, wanted uh, to make this a segment. What are we doing on social media? But uh, and here it is right now. That's today's bonus. Oh, uh, that's today's that's bonus, bonus right bonus now. Thing. Before the bonus, social media is the yeah. bonus round. Well, well, just just tell me. I mean, so you don't tweet. What? How do you get your? I, you I, certainly don't get to say anything on this show. <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> I cause I cause trouble on Facebook. I've uh, I, I, I've tried the Twitter. It, it never it never really felt. I've never been able to put. My, uh, my thoughts and my opinions into
1: 140 characters. Well, first of all, it's 280 now, thanks to inflation. Yeah. And it's also, <laughs> you also can do a thread. So you can do two or three. There's no, really no excuse. For not uh, going on onto Twitter, except for the fact that it'll wreck your life. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
2: it's just it's, Facebook it's, has wrecked enough of it. I am just a just a rat in Zuckerberg's cage. I spend hours a day just banging on the keyboard, hoping to make that little
1: red food pellet show up <laughs> in the upper right hand corner. I it's funny because I don't I don't do anything. I used to have like five thousand friends on Facebook, and then I think I accidentally erased the whole thing and I had to start all over again. Huh. And I don't care that much about it, but. Uh, well, if I want to publicize the show, we got to be, right, right. Don't we have to like put the links out and everywhere? And blah, blah, blah. You, aren't you going to do that? that <laughs> when did you? When did you? Can you hear me? When did you delete
0: everyone? Because I, you had to delete people to add me uh, years ago. You had because you were at the max limit.
1: Right. I mean, I don't know what happened. I started a page. Did they? Did did. uh did Trump make Zuckerberg like get rid of all everybody with the current page? It was just I I don't know what happened, but I right. started all over again. It's like I've got nine people. Wow. Now and, boy, if it, boy if yeah, we would have, but known, I had five thousand. We would have known point.
2: that. Yeah, if we would have known that you don't have the five thousand. No, anymore, you wouldn't we have hired looked me. For it. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know the the thing is is that most of those people think of me. Oh, he's the funny sportscaster. You know, there's the group that knows me from that. It's like Jekyll and Hyde. People who know me from that, and then they say, Well, what happened to you over the last 10 or 12 years? Well, you know, I did this right wing rabble rousing radio and everything. Oh, really? Oh, goodbye. <laughs> yeah. You're not one of those Trump guys, are you? Yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm looking at my 50th high school reunion is coming up. Oh, my What? Goodness. How did that happen? Uh, so, and if you f- remember how you looked at people that were 50, that were
2: the, like in the 50th reunion when you were. Yeah, there, I, I remember when my dad had his 50th, 70, 71.
1: His, you know, I mean, they're dead. Those people are dead. And <laughs> that would have so been, like yeah. been like the
2: 1921. That oh. would have been like the 1921 high school reunion. It's
1: you know the thing is is that as I uh, rapidly age, everything seems like it happened in a blur. I mean, the 40th reunion seems like it was yeah. last hour. Um, this segment feels like it's pretty long. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: but, <laughs> but <laughs> Well, we're going to have a reunion after. <laughs> yeah, Remember when we talked to Mays Jackson? Oh, it <laughs> wasn't that good. So, um, But there was this woman that I had remembered from the 10th reunion, and I had liked her, and it, you know, it, it was nice talking to her. And so this was like 30 years later at the 40th reunion, and she found out, I somehow spilled out, that I was a Republican and I had voted for Romney. She couldn't look at me. Imagine what she's going to be like at the 50th reunion. (laughs) You voted for Trump twice. You're
2: dead! I killed
1: you! (laughs) I didn't want to live to be 70 anyway.
2: Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it was just Romney. Maybe. Oh, Romney. It's, it, it, I look at you like that for knowing that you voted for Romney.
1: Well, well who did you vote for? <laughs> who else there, was there to vote for?
2: I think it was Gary Johnson that year. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, yeah.
1: Just throw away your vote. Well,
2: so did you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hey-o. Wait a minute. Carl Rove still thinks that Romney won. He had Megyn Kelly had to escort him to the Fox Univac machines or whatever and say, No, Carl, Carl, he lost Ohio. No, 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 he didn't. That uh, who was the guy who had the foot fetish as well? Uh, The former Clinton advisor. Oh yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. Dick. uh, Dick Morris. Dick Morris is right. Uh, Famous dicks for uh, for a hundred, (laughs) right here. So Dick Morris, uh, he was on during 2012 during the campaign, saying no way Obama wins. No, he had the big turnout last time and everything like that. Well, he wasn't on Fox after the 2012 election because he was totally wrong about that. So. Famous guys who've who've lost their jobs. I I am among them. Over a foot fetish. Yes. Well, coming up, we've got the bonus round. Oh boy. Uh, I don't know what's going to be on that. I think uh, it's like the. Uh, did you see that golf tournament over the weekend? Of course you didn't. Went to eight sudden death playoff holes. Wow. Eight. Su- we'll talk about that. Each one of those holes, all the the uh, putts wow. they made for par to keep it going. I know that's going to excite I can't all wait. of you. Uh, that's all coming up in our bonus. How long is the bonus run? How much do we have to fill on that? I gotta, I gotta see. What are we gonna it, talk it's sports? About, it's about ten minutes. About ten minutes. Okay. Why did you just say the show was an hour to begin with? Stop wasting my time. Here we go. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle in the studio here. It's a bonus round. You (laughs) don't have to hit it. A bonus round for the weekly wrap. And today's bonus round
0: uh, has been created by Chris. Tell us about it, Chris. Well, thank you, Bruce. So what we did, we'll call this Bruce's World in Tim's Town. Wait, hold on. Wolf's World, that sounds better. Yeah, right. And we ice-combed through your tweets and or Facebook posts. Stalker. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit that I found interesting, but I had a question about. Okay, Or maybe I thought there was something interesting about, and maybe a little side question. So we're going to start with Bruce. Are you ready, Bruce? Yes. All right, so on June 13th, Bruce, in response to Jake Lobin saying, America, where uteruses are more regulated than guns, you retweeted with the tweet, I believe you are allowed to conceal and carry your uterus without a permit. But true, there is, some, <laughs> there is some unfairness considering that Jeffrey Toobin was hardly punished for openly carrying. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I,
2: I, I, to
3: that
1: I say, uh, res ipsa loquitur, uh, the thing speaks for itself. Uh, well, uh, hold on, yeah.
0: quick, yes. can I quickly? Sure. And, uh, you know, I don't know where sex ed was back in your day, mm-hmm. but are you a, do you think a penis and a uterus is the same thing, or at least an equivalent?
1: Uh, you know that's a good question. Uh, I I think they are asymmetrical. Uh, I don't really think they are the same thing. But I think if, if the shoe fits, uh,
2: yeah, I think where the IUD. If the shoe fits, holy cow! Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm pretty exactly. sure tubin has got a vagina.
0: <laughs> well, he a, certainly does a, now.
1: Uh, you know, I'll do anything to get back to CNN. Oh my goodness! Do you know that? Uh, speaking of that, do you know that um, according to an AP poll, 65 percent. Uh, of the public says that second trimester abortions should be illegal. Sixty-five percent. So, if we did a national p- plebiscite on that, uh, which liberals want on everything, right? It's majoritarian rule for them. Uh, maybe they would like to leave some of the things to the states
0: uh,
1: and not and not be ruled by the tyrannical majority. Did, but that's just a thought there. I'm, uh, my opinion's way out there. I don't think
2: that a fetus is human until the fifty-seventh trimester.
1: That's
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> yeah, not until he has his own job and an apartment. Is there inviable. you go. I, uh,
1: It's a good argument. It's persuasive. <laughs>
0: I'll allow it. So let's move to Tim's a Good now, tweet that, that you picked of mine. Oh, I well, like that it. one. Let's see if Tim likes this one. On June 10th, Tim, you posted on Facebook, Dr. Fauci, attacks on me are attacks on science. You, a picture of some crazy guy saying science, now, my question is, Tim, do you not believe in science? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just
2: every time, you, you you all know that she blinded me by science, that video, that's what the picture from, it's a gif, it's the gif from that. So every time I hear Fauci say it, I think, science! <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> no. I mean, talk about a guy who could be uh, impeached on the witness stand uh, for prior inconsistent statements. I mean, he's all over the place. He basically just admitted that uh, he's, he lied for the good of the country. Which is not what a scientist is supposed to do. He's supposed to tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah.
2: No, No, he's been saying that all along. Very paternalistic. So is it science or not science? Let us know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A good Uh, one? Yes. And moving on, back to Wolf's World. Yes. Uh, On June 16th, this is kind of a two-parter. You, you, uh, I think it's Jack Posobiec that you retweeted, which was a a capture of Lori Lightfoot's Email. Oh yeah. Which he sounds like a complete insane person repeating everyone. I need my office time every day, every day, right, every day, right, every day, right, every day, right, every day. Right, every day. Right, right. And you start out with not a single typo, but isn't every day in that context two words? <laughs> you are correct. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Talk about somebody who's punctilious. Or whatever. And then send
0: off letter to yourself, which was you get a double funny here, double funny.
1: Send it off in a letter to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So. Don't I, lose
1: I, don't lose that uh, email that uh, Twitter. Uh, that
0: so tweet. I'm, I'm I'm just my one question is mm. you were absolutely right. Why didn't you not go for more traction on the fact that she did say every day as one word, which as we know, it should be two words every day, not every day. Like
1: I, I, I'm sorry. How much should I have underscored the joke? I think that would I, quite honestly,
0: as your social media yeah. advisor, yeah. now that I'm taking the role, yeah. I think that would have got a lot of traction. We're pointing out not only is she absolutely insane with that—that email is <laughs> right. beyond ridiculous—and
2: she doesn't know what that red line under every day
0: means, uh, yeah. being- sure. Because as, as <laughs> Tim pointing out, something had to say. Usually, you have something, and I don't know what uh, email. Are you saying I just, was just trying Chicago to do.
1: top myself with the jokes? Uh, I should have just done the one joke. I think okay.
0: I think the first one was the best one.
1: Okay, fair enough. You you uh, you can edit me. You might want to edit out this whole bonus segment. (laughs) Oh, it started out. Yeah. Okay. No, it's fine. You started out loving it. All
0: of a sudden, uh, apparently it went downhill. All right.
1: I I thought you'd like to send it off in a letter to yourself part. I mean it's just a you know, it was a tag. It was a coda. It's not that big a deal. I'm I'm finished with
0: this show. All right. Then we're going back to Timstown. Yeah. And going back to December fourteenth of twenty twenty, what happens around that time? December Fourteenth, uh, uh, Feast of the Assumption, uh,
1: <laughs> Beethoven's birthday, <laughs> is Immaculate the Conception.
2: Nope, I'm sorry, Immaculate Conception.
0: Close enough. The electors, uh, oh. the electoral college, uh, be to vote. Okay. So okay. Tim uh, found uh, it's, it's still on YouTube. They they didn't uh, weren't smart enough to delete it four years ago when the celebrities told us and we're trying to oh, tell that was good yeah the electoral college that they didn't have to vote the way that the <laughs> please thought. please don't do your, do duty, your duty as American said, right. citizens right. so in a very sharp move Tim found that on YouTube and then as the electors cast their votes today I'm posting this as a reminder uh, for their con- of their constitutional duty <laughs> which I thought was a fantastic yes. use of finding something on YouTube remembering it existed.
1: No, that is, that is, that's excellent. I think that wins social media right there. I think you won.
2: Yeah, but that was last year's award. So. Oh.
1: It's this, this year's bonus. Send it segment. off in a letter. Send yeah. it off in a letter <laughs> is like
2: right at the top of the nominees for 2021.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> you ready for one more? Yeah, absolutely. Bruce, on June 19th. Juneteenth. Oh, I'm sorry. I, you're absolutely right. Yes. You tweeted, the pandemic is over. I was walking to a restaurant to pick up food, and another customer said, I love you on WGN. Of course, I never worked for Channel 9, but people often confuse me with Mark Sapulsa. Yeah. Sapulsa, sorry. Now, my question to you is, do you really think you're as good-looking as Mark Sapelsa? No. And does that actually ever happened? No. And who do they really think you are? Son of
1: I don't know why they think I'm sort of Sven Gulley. That, that's so ridiculous. That's crazy. That's absolutely
2: crazy. Uh-huh. I, uh, I got a mask story. I was just I just flew to yeah. Minneapolis last week. For, to last week, and I said I'm going to see how far I can get into the airport without a mask. And I got all the way to the TSA, which, by the way, they look like they have those fortune teller booths. They look like Zoltar <laughs> if you've been to the airport lately. Yeah, yeah. They look like you put a, a, a quarter in, they're going to read your fortune. And I get up there, and she goes, sir, do you have a mask? I go, yeah. You have to put on your mask. Oh, okay. So I take it out. I put on the mask. And she goes, can I see your ID? I hand it to her. She goes,
1: can you pull down your mask? Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, my God. <laughs> When they strip search you, do you keep your mask on? Is that like the only thing that you I, I, I
2: thought I was going to get it because I, all of a sudden I got, I got random beeped after that little that little oh. uh, incident. Which right
1: reminds there. me of what Marilyn Monroe said uh, when she uh, posed nude for uh, Playboy. Did
0: you have anything on? She said, yes, the radio. So, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> now let's do one last one. Oh, okay. In Timstown. Okay. Oh, boy. On April 7th, Tim, you posted, seeing the Secretary of Transportation riding a bicycle to work is like having the department of energy lit by candlelight. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. My question to you, Tim, are you homophobic? <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I did wonder, I did wonder why he bothers to put a seat on that bicycle.
1: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> See, I'm going to disavow myself from this. I mean, I think I was on solid ground. Forgetting what WVON stands for <laughs> with Mace Jackson. I was, I'm, I'm pretty solid on that one, I think.
0: I think if you go to Wikipedia, you you are correct. The yeah, original Yeah, is... but,
1: but you're not even supposed to state history. But Tim, uh, no. I can't even associate myself oh, with please. that. <laughs> I was Funny merely was. poking
0: fun. Very, very You're good poking, good. all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. How I mean, come Tim has more... Uh,
0: well, he, you're, three de- going, three. you're going back to December. Do you want me to pull up one more? Do you need to have one more? I think than, Bruce needs one more. I need to feel good about
1: myself. I think I have, yeah. uh, I think I have one more. Hold on. Okay. Hold
0: on. I'm going to need a second. <laughs> you guys are to have to vamp for one
1: second. Uh, are we going to edit out
2: that VON thing, or can I make fun of Bruce some more in that?
0: We're not going to edit that. We're not going to edit that out, right? I mean, it was perfectly I innocent. I hope. Yeah. Go to, if, seriously, if you go to Wikipedia about WVN, it tells you the whole yeah. story. Yeah. Okay. No, no, that's true. Out out of turn. Yeah. All right. So one more for Bruce. Okay. And, we're, and we we will wrap it with this. On June 26, very recently, mm-hmm. you uh, posted a picture of uh, General Milley And he said, I don't even know there's a top general in the United States. It's not like we're fighting a war on anything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is a response to, of course, Tucker Carlson took General Milley, the head of the Joint
1: Chiefs of Staff, to task for supporting critical race theory being taught to the members of the military. I actually have nothing against that being taught to uh, the, the uh, fledgling uh, pledges or whatever. But uh, how about teaching the other side, too, that, that uh, CRT is a bunch of crap, and let them decide for themselves? Uh, you know, you heard a robust discussion between me and uh, you, partially, sure. with uh, with Mays today. Uh, you don't get discussion with that. that. That's just dogma being fed to members of the military, and they're not supposed to be fed that. So I think Tucker, even though uh, granted, T- Tucker is a trust fund baby who never served anywhere. I, I get that. Nice ad hominem uh, argument against uh, Tucker. Uh, yeah, the general should uh, sh- should have to defend himself, and they shouldn't just be teaching critical race theory uh, without. Uh, no, they should be teaching. This is my weapon. This is for gun. This is for killing. This is for fun. That's <laughs> exactly that's all they need to know. <laughs> They're on a need to know basis. I mean, listen, look, he's not Eisenhower, and neither are we, and we are done for this week. Yay!